times I think that no one seems to listen. There are times I think they listen but don't hear. There are times I think they hear but something's missing. The thoughts behind the words aren't clear. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Did We Need That Sequel podcast, a podcast that watches Disney sequels and asks the question, was that really necessary? Usually the answer is no. Spoiler warning, just so you know. So I am one of your hosts, Danielle, and unfortunately Dan cannot be with us tonight, but luckily I have a special guest who is going to fill in for him. He is a popular YouTuber known for his video series such as Animation Look Back and the Epic Mickey Files. Please welcome Matt, also known as Animat. Welcome. Hey guys! So I'm pretty much going to be Dan's replacement, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm both excited and not excited. I'm <laughs> excited to be uh, in, the, in this podcast, but not excited considering what we're going to talk about. I've, already, I've been through this, uh, like, a few months ago, and going back to it, yeah, it's not going to be that fun. Oh, no. It's not going to be fun, but you don't like watching bad Disney sequels? What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> hey, I'm a huge Disney fan. Sometimes, that, like, there are prices I have to pay. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. You know, sometimes I ask myself, why did I volunteer to do this podcast? But, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. so, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. No, no problem. No problem. So, a bit of housekeeping before we begin. First of all, want to wish our listeners a happy new year. Hey, welcome to 2016, everybody. No, this is so exciting. 2016. I know. I know already. I mean, oh. like even when I'm writing, sometimes like I got I got to get adjusted to. It's like, all right, so da 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 da. 2015. No, yeah. 2016. <laughs> yep. Same here. Same here. It, it's mm -hmm. an adjustment, but you know, it, mm -hmm. I feel like I just got used to writing 2015 too. I don't know if that's just me when that happens, but. No, I know, I know. Like I, I remember, I saw a, a I saw a picture on Facebook. It's like the the mistake everybody's going to make. Like we see 2015, and then we just see like this major curve that's on the side of the five. Yep, <laughs> yep exactly. So we received a very nice tweet from user L Rivera, and I'm gonna read that now. And it says, "Hope you had a wonderful Merry Christmas. We did. So thank you so much for writing to us. That's very nice of you." And uh, we hope you enjoyed your holiday season. Uh, we just talked about Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas, and that's not a way to enjoy your holiday season. Have you seen that, Matt? That sequel? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, honestly, it's been such a long time since I've seen it, and yeah. <laughs> it, like, it, it's hard for me to remember, but I know it's definitely subpar to the original. Yeah, for sure. Not subpar to this, though. Oh, yeah. The movie we're going to be talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but one more bit of housekeeping. If you want to connect with us, please visit our website at didweneedthatsequel.wordpress.com. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at DWNTSpodcast. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash DWNTSpodcast. And on Tumblr, did we need that sequel podcast.tumblr.com. Please come and talk to our cash cows. Matt, we have uh, these, not sponsors, I guess. Uh, well, they're cash cows because, you know, Disney sequels are cash cows, right? Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Have, yeah, you know, so we have these cash cows who are our uh, mascots, I guess you could say, and. They're in the background. They're usually re replying to people on Twitter. They are 
always looking to talk to people, so please talk to them because they won't leave me alone. So please, just go say hi to them or something. They love <laughs> but it might me. be infectious. <laughs> if I speak, they might talk to me now. <laughs> hey, they, they'll tweet at you more often. Ah. <laughs> Won't you like that? <laughs> Is that a good thing? It depends um, on what they're gonna tweet at. They're gonna tweet what they're gonna tweet me. You know. Yeah, you never know with them. You you really don't. But we'll see. We shall see. I I can't predict what they're gonna do. So mm. you just never know. Um. So yes, and also another thing, listeners, we need a name for you. We need a name. So we got to decide this soon, so we can have a poll, and we can give you a nice unique name. That'd be fun to do. Why not followers? We're talking about follow-ups, so, like, you, you have your little followers. I like that suggestion. Yeah, it's, it's just a little idea. I do like it. We will, you know, that's that's a better one, because we've only gotten, like, two or three so far, so we definitely need more, and I actually really like that, so I'll talk it over with Dan. Yeah, followers, follow-ups. Yeah, I like it. Very nice. See, we, right. I think what we need to do is ask our guests every time. Yeah. Because you made a very good suggestion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That, that's like that's where everybody coined the phrase, write down in the comments of what you think. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so, we're looking at a film tonight that is probably known as one of the worst Disney sequels out there. Is that fair to say? Um, pretty much. Okay. Like, I, I, I've even seen, uh, I believe it was the Nostalgia Chick or Lindsay Ellis at, at this point, that when she did her list of the top 10 worst Disney sequels, she immediately put this one at number one, and probably with good reason. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think I've seen that video uh, many eons ago, but mm. yes. Uh, and I think that would definitely be correct. This is Beauty and the Beast 3, Bell's, uh, or I'm sorry, Wow. What is wrong with me? Belle's Magical World? Yeah. I don't remember being called Beauty and the Beast 3, but it's either no. just Beauty and the Beast, Belle's Magical World, or just Belle's Magical World. Okay. Yeah, I think you're correct about that. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's coined Beauty and the Beast 3, but officially that's not what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, and that was released as a direct-to-VHS sequel in 1998. And the film has a lot of uh, the same voice actors, like Paige mm -hmm. O'Hara... Paige O'Hara, Robbie Benson, uh, I believe they got Jerry Orbach, David Ogan Styers, they mm -hmm. got Joanne Worley returning. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, so basically they got a lot of the original cast. Like, the only one that didn't return in this case would be Angela Lansbury. She was replaced yes. by Ann Rogers. And, um... The only thing I could say is that, no offense, but it kind of shows that they got a replacement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The whole sequel, the whole thing is pretty bad, so I feel like that's one of the lesser evils, but Angela Lansbury, she's so incredible. Oh, yeah. How could we lose her? But you know what? That's Well, she didn't want to come back for this. She that's didn't? Fun. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, keep in mind that, like, we're talking about a very prominent actress, so yeah. she might she might be busy on Broadway or something like that. So yes. I wouldn't blame her. Yeah. And considering that that it is, uh, one of the like directed DVDs, well, directed video sequels, uh, I can imagine it wouldn't surprise me if she wanted to say no to this, considering that 
like this is pretty much a while down the line and we've already gotten a few bad ones like return to jafar and stuff like that so like it, it must have gotten a bit of a reputation at this point with all the disney sequels coming out so maybe she said no or maybe yeah. she was too busy but it's either one of those now i didn't in my research i didn't check this did this come out before enchanted christmas do you know well it says this well no 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 i can see it right here just through imdb that uh bell's magical world was released in 1998 and this was released in 1997 and uh, bell's magical uh, bell's enchanted uh, the enchanted <laughs> christmas sorry uh no, was fair. released in 1997 okay but the the making of it, however, is very interesting, I must say, because like technically this was made before uh, Bell's, uh, well, uh, The Enchanted Christmas. And the reason oh. is because like originally this was supposed to be a TV show, which explains a lot, which is which explains why it's very episodic, why the animation is so cheap and stuff like that. And it's very, you know, it makes a lot of sense considering that back then there were a lot of... Um, animated series that was based on the disney movies there was the uh the little mermaid series there was mm -hmm. the aladdin series which that ended up being pretty popular yeah and it wouldn't be so surprising that there was a beauty and the beast uh series in the works but unfortunately it didn't really make it it didn't really happen so what so basically what disney decided to do is that they pretty much had these episodes already in the works so they already happened so they decided, you know what, let's just go and release that as its own thing. We'll release it as, you know, a movie in itself. Hmm. That's, that's really interesting. And these do come off, because the film is basically, for those who didn't watch it, uh, it's basically split up into four short films uh, titled The Perfect Word, Fifi's Folly, Mrs. Potts Party, and The Broken Wing. And I know Mrs. Potts Party wasn't originally on the VHS tape. It was on, like, the special edition uh, DVD that was released in 2003. Yes. You know, funny enough, originally, I actually, for some reason, I actually do have the VHS of it. And originally, I was going to use that for my review. But then a few people uh, commented to me and they said, like, no, 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 you got to see the you got to see the DVD. You need you need all four stories. I was <laughs> like, eh, great. Now just like. A longer version of this yeah. really do i need this yeah <laughs> 22 minutes longer to be exact would be an entire episode long uh i i had such a hard time getting through this like the fact that you know when you're doing a podcast on it obviously you're not just watching it you have to pause it and write notes and stuff and i'm sitting here and i'm like how long is this gonna take to oh, watch this God. awful movie it, it was just terrible I think oh. it's an hour and a half long or like an hour and 28 minutes. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half long. Yeah, so it's it's a rough journey that we're about to dive into now. So, you know, I'm going to say uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to say that. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, because uh, strap in, guys. This is this is going to be one hell of a ride. Okay, so let's begin. So the movie starts out with a prologue, sort of trying to be like the prologue in the original Beauty and mm -hmm. the Beast. And then we get we get these little title cards for each story, which aren't that bad. I don't know. I thought they were kind of yeah. nice. The opening, what they did there, that was 
that was honestly the best part because like you saw there was like it, it was really interesting it was well done it was well crafted even like as for computer animation it was it was rather impressive i would say yeah definitely especially impressive compared to the rest of the animation oh yeah in the film yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't i mean i'm guessing i mean you know more about animation than i do why do you know why bell Belle's skin is a lot tanner in this movie compared to the original. Is that like some kind of? Well, keep in mind that this is th this is pretty much limited animation. This is okay. made like this was supposed to be made for TV, so right. they must have have had a limited amount of color that they could use, and especially okay. the fact that they can't really use shadowing or light and stuff like that. Like. They're very limited, so of course it might it, it might come off a little bit different. But okay. yeah, I, I never thought of that actually. But <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, she could be a little bit more tanned. <laughs> I don't know why that always stood out to me. So okay, but that makes sense. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, we start out with the first short, which is called "The Perfect Word," and we see Cogsworth and Lumiere with this chandelier, which. Throughout this entire, like, these four stories, who is Lumiere dating? Is he dating the chandelier? Or is what, he... Um, what, what I feel is, like, they're trying to make a... Like, you, you're right on that, because it does pass off that feeling, because, like, you know, the similarities with Lumiere as a candelabra and that chandelier. Yeah. But... Like, they, they try to make some sort of relationship going on, maybe mutual or something like that, but... Keep, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised that it's just the fact that it's Lumiere, and you know. <laughs> and, like, when we get to the next story, it's kind of proof that he's been around the castle. Oh, yeah. He's a player. What can we say? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I thought about that, and I was like, huh. All right, anyway, moving on. But I was thinking, like, out of all these stories, like, could have learned, I don't know, like, a story about how Lumiere should have one girlfriend <laughs> and not, like, many girlfriends, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we see that uh, they're all conversing, and then the Beast is, we see him sending a letter for supplies or something. I, I didn't really get what that was. Um, but then we meet um, a, a Quill. I don't know the Quill's name. Do we ever... uh, hold on. I know who you're talking about. La, La Plume. There we La go. La Plume. La Plume. I, I apologize if, for, if I forget that. I'm going to call him Quill. Yeah, all there right. There we go. <laughs> now, I, I got the IMDb page ready, so just in case. Oh, there we go. See, this is... A, you're a perfect co-host right now. Perfect. Yay. You might be able to replace Dan. We'll just kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he'll be editing this and be like, uh, what? what? What's going on? <laughs> You're demoted to editor. Now yeah. get to work. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we see we meet this character. And then we see uh, the Beast mail this letter with a pigeon, because I guess they do that. And Lumiere arrives and announces dinner. So the two are eating dinner together. And I guess Belle has just read Cinderella. So she's explaining uh, what it's about to the beast. And it turns out that he's just very uncomfortably hot. Um, oh, so yeah. hot that he would like a window open. And it was it's a very strange scene, to be honest. 
um, because you see him, you see him struggling, and Belle's just going on talking. I'm like, uh, hello, like, do we not notice this? Like, is there a yeah. disconnect here? He looks uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was rather obvious, but she she's like <laughs> way too into her story, and like. <laughs> It actually does raise the question. It's like, is she not hot as well? Right, yeah. I don't know. Well, he has all that fur. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's the only explanation. I don't know. Uh, but he ends up having Cogsworth, I think, open a window mm -hmm. to which everybody is freezing. And Belle becomes like... Belle oftentimes in the sequels, like the two sequels we talked about in the show, and then... The few other little sequels she has been in, like those princess videos and stuff, mm. she's this motherly figure, so she's always kind of like saying, uh, "It's rude to like to do that. Maybe you should think of others and be considerate." Yeah, so she takes on that role here, which, uh, yeah, very pretty much. Me. Yeah, like she's pretty much res resorted to like trying to tell the like, be the moral giver. Like, yeah. she's just there to tell the moral of the story and to really, like, enforce the hell out of it. It's tedious. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah it is. Especially the wonderful songs she sings at some of uh, the end of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, those that was... classic. Yeah, those were... But they end up being, like, really inconsist inconsistent. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess they want to do something, like, with the end, but they can't really have Paige O'Hara sing all the time. Right. I wonder... I mean, I understand, like, I feel bad for some of these actors. I mean, because Paige O'Hara is so talented. Mm -hmm. And to be in this this movie, I feel like her talents were so underutilized. But same with Robbie Benson, I guess, in all of them. Oh, yeah. It's just a shame. No, but I, I wouldn't blame them because no. they love, like, I'm sure they love playing these timeless characters. And it's probably their most popular role that they'll ever play. Right. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised that they would immediately say yes to, like, to help Disney out with this with this thing. And keep in mind, they originally thought that this was going to be, like, a TV series. So, mm -hmm. they didn't expect this to come out as, um, like, to come out as, as its own movie. Right. <laughs> and I imagine, too, like, when they hear about this, like, if it were me, I'd kind of be like, well, do I want a movie to come out when, if I'm not a part of it? Like, you, I feel like they'd want to be a part of it no matter what. Yeah, pretty so much. I can understand that. Mm -hmm. So, once this window is open, Belle's being the mother figure, and we have this dictionary, or, I don't know if he's a dictionary, his name's Webster, this book. Yeah, he, he's a dictionary. He is a dictionary, okay. That's and... his whole gag, is basically, yeah. he just comes out, and like, he uses big words, because he's a dictionary, and he knows a lot of them! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's he's a real ass about it. Let's just be honest here. Oh yeah. Like uh and the beast uh he gets this and he smacks him across the table. <laughs> to which uh Belle is very upset. Oh yeah. Which you know, violence you, is never the answer. Beast. You need to be more kind and considerate. Exactly. <laughs> you know, got to teach those kids their lessons with this story. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, but so she cares for Webster, and the Beast is really mad. So uh, Belle storms away, and the Beast, like, smacks the table. He just hits it over, and all of these uh, plates are shattering. And I'm thinking, who did he just kill? Like, that's what that I'm thinking. That is true. <laughs> I mean, 
I know I just took it to a dark place, but <laughs> I don't know. It's like the theory with the with the Goombas. They used to be toads and stuff like that. So yeah. you never so you never know. No, you you never do. It will never be answered. But it's fun to talk about. So, mm -hmm. so we see our trio discussing how they can get Belle and the Beast back together because neither one want to apologize to one another. Mm -hmm. Or at least um, Belle will apologize if the Beast apologizes first. No, yeah, and and the other way around as well, I believe. I um, he seem I forget with him. I don't think he, I don't think he wants to apologize at first. He's sort of like, well, she should apologize. Oh, he made it clear. I remember <laughs> the one line. It's like just he just storms out. I will never <laughs> yeah. apologize. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because that's when he throws um Cogsworth and Lumiere out of the West Wing. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, he gets a, a, let's just say that this whole little short film, it they just get really mad at each other for the littlest things. Mm -hmm. uh, like, never apologize because, like, for what? Like, what happened? Like, this was such a weird event, weird twist of events. So, I, yeah, I want to see. Sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, sorry, but... um. I think the main thing that they wanted to do with this, I think they just want to make Beast Mr. Grumpy Grump. That That's the only explanation that I have is that, like, considering that he still is a beast, they, they want him to, like, to really be short-tempered mm -hmm. and still, like, and try to just keep that in because apparently it'll still give them material to work with. Well, and that's so true because in one of the shorts, um, Madame Armoire is basically saying... Uh, like tra nice traits they think about the bird that Belle saves I yeah believe. and she's like and that's nothing like the master oh <laughs> like, yeah like really hitting it in there but yeah that's very true so we have the beast who's just a big spoiled brat and Belle the the moral figure mm -hmm. okay fair enough so we see the quill Webster and then we have a set of papers. Uh, Him, I never understood. No. Like, how is he able to set, like, like, technically his whole point is that he's an entire set of paper. How is he able to just separate himself, giving, uh, like, giving uh, the quill material to go and, like, write, like, write messages and stuff? I don't get it. No, me neither. I was wondering the exact same thing watching this. And speaking of which, like, what's his point? Because technically you got... Like okay, you understand the quill. He's the like he's the he's the beast's writer, and you got the you got Webster, who's pretty much like it's kind of like a tutor in a sense, like mm -hmm. for like to use the dictionary. But like, what's the point of the paper guy? Hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, that's like oh, I didn't even think of that. I just thought he was weird, huh? Yeah. He there is no point to him. That's the point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So they write a fake apology note to Belle from the Beast. And so Belle is all happy. And so she goes to the Beast and apologizes. And he's kind of like, like she says to him, like, oh, you showed so much grace. How could I be so selfish? I need to forgive you. And he's just like, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> he was just like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything's falling into place, so right. I'll just like, roll with it. Yeah, 
I guess I was graceful. <laughs> oh, God. So, then we get the classic scene. Uh, the scene of all scenes. Where yes. we get cross-eyed Belle. Because <laughs> uh, I guess the Beast is eating walnuts while she's reading. <laughs> oh, I remember this one. <laughs> it's like she's trying to read a story to Beast and like he's yeah. eating loudly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, like, I don't know what, what what's wrong with those nuts. It's like, sh she must be hearing something that just immediately had her brain to stop. It's like, like, and then the prince suddenly kind of, uh, they go out and cherish all the, uh. that's, that's perfect. Seriously, no, she, her face, I mean. It's hmm. somewhere it's it's somewhere in the animation where like they didn't keep a close eye on it. Yeah. And like you know that like they had to rush this thing and like they didn't realize that that like that specific drawing will be used like it will it will be like prominently used to like it'll it'll stop there and then like they'll just have to continue with it. Yeah. Oh god. You so that's where you probably and I feel like this image is all, all over the internet, mm -hmm. and so many people just don't know where it comes from. Yeah, basically because like people know it more nowadays with the Disney World uh, meme, yeah. and uh, like they don't really know like they they like they thought it would be something from Beauty and the Beast itself, but that like that's not really the case. the The quality itself would have been much greater than that. Number one. Oh yeah. And also, like, I have seen a few, like, a few of those, they actually came from Disney, like, uh, they, they came from Disney sequels. I remember one of them was uh -huh. actually, was from, uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Oh, okay. Where, where, you, where you see, like, uh, I believe it was Jennifer Life Hewitt's character, and, like, she, she looks sad, but absolutely cross-eyed. And, and, like, the meme just says, like, Mommy says I can't go to Disney World. <laughs> So now I have something to look forward to when I watch that because I have not seen that movie yet. Oh yeah, hmm. I I've seen. It's been a long time, but oh boy, that's another one where it's gonna be up there among the worst. Oh good. How so much do you love Hunchback? Oh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay, you're gonna hate it. All right. <laughs> I always thought I would hate it. You know, I never thought I would be doing a podcast like this, so I always thought I would never see it. But now I'm going to see it. So. Ugh. Okay. Have fun! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sort of mentally prepared now, so, you know, all right. I'll just block it out after the first viewing. Yeah. That's all good. So, at this point, after Belle asks the Beast to stop eating loudly, or just stop eating in general while she reads, uh, it is learned that the Beast did not write the letter. He flips out and chases this trio through the castle in a very neat fashion might i add <laughs> yeah nothing was broken during that entire scene right <laughs> well you know he he already got it he he got it out of his system earlier when he hit the table over i guess yeah that's true yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was very kind of just anticlimactic it just was like oh okay mm -hmm. that's it all right and so he basically, eventually he finds them, and he banishes them. 
So, I don't know how long they're supposed to be gone for. Like, a day or two? I don't know. They're uh, trying to find a village? I was thinking maybe a few hours. <laughs> That'd be more... That's probably actually more accurate. But it makes no sense. Like, they're, they're a talking quill, paper, and dictionary. <laughs> like... You're going to f to freak some people out. Oh, yeah. Like, where are you going to go? <laughs> I, I, what are you going to do when you find a new place? Like, get a job? Rest <laughs> in a new house? Or, like, what? That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is uh, when they return, because Belle says she's going to go out and uh, try to find them. But then she sees them out the window, and she says... Oh, they look terrible. I'm like, what? They look exactly the same. Like, what do you see that I am not seeing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe her definition of ter terrible is a frowny face. I, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, so another thing I want to point out here is that Belle, throughout each one of these stories, feels guilty for things that are in no way her fault. What is up with that? Like, Disney, really? Like, I, I don't know if you picked up on that or not. Uh, probably not, but, like, now that you mention it, it is true. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's like, she, well, she felt like if she has a little part into what's been going on, even if she was a witness, it'll feel like it's her fault. Right. Yeah, it just, it seemed like she was constantly apologizing for, like, the behavior of others. And I was like, please, just stop. It's not your fault. Stop it. Yeah. Well, again, she has to hammer down the message somehow. Like, That's even true. if she has to do the job for someone else. Right. I'm sure, well, the Disney gods came to her and said, you need to do this. And she yeah. said, all right. <laughs> Guess I will. <laughs> the great waltz in the sky is just like, <laughs> go forth and bring back the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Walt's frozen head came to her. Oh, yeah. Ah. You know <laughs> yeah, about just, that Twitter? <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be Walt's head and a talking <laughs> canister that's holding Walt's head. <laughs> that's a great idea for a story. Somebody do that. Oh, Fan God. Fiction. <laughs> what kind of Disney sequel are we going to get from there? <laughs> a better one than this. Like, Pretty come much. on. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so... Anyway, Beast ends up apologizing, and <laughs> what's funny is that he, he apologizes after he hears Belle talking to the trio when she goes outside to bring them in and mm -hmm. take them to the warm fire, and he says, once he apologizes, he says, that was so easy. I feel happy now, happier than I can remember, <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> I thought that was so funny, like his line reading on that, like, oh yeah, um, <laughs> you are happy. <laughs> That's like, wow, this is the best day ever. Yeah. I apologized. <laughs> wow, I took a big step today. Yeah, but like during that entire segment, I only have one question to ask. It's like, like he was cruel throughout the whole thing. But then suddenly, why, why is it that he suddenly flips out over over the fact that he didn't write the letter when everything is pretty much solved at this point. I don't know. It it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. Like, I guess because he's just like a five-year-old or he's spoiled. Maybe. Honest, 
I, I mean, that's the only thing I can think, the fact that he's just very spoiled. Well, that <laughs> is according to Bells to the Enchanted <laughs> Christmas. Oh, so true. Such fond memories of that. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like every single explanation for his bad behavior is just, oh, he's spoiled. He's a beast. Like, okay. No character development there or what, you know. Oh, there was character development in this? I didn't know. Oh, my bad. What's, I mean, I don't know. No, just kidding. No character development. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatsoever. But that's basically the end. We get a little bit of Lumiere forgiving the chandelier or asking for forgiveness yeah uh, it's, pretty... like, it, it's kind of an extra thing to hammer down the moral even though that had absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the story no no and i have i have to say so i love how uh the word of this short is forgiveness and I just thought of, like, Pee-wee's Playhouse when he had, like, the secret word. I don't know if you watched that at all. Oh, no, no, no. I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> like, the se- what's today's secret word? It's forgiveness. Ah. <laughs> it's like Belle. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like Belle is there. There, It's like, oh, beast, I forgive you. <laughs> ah, you said the secret word of the day. <laughs> exactly. Now that would be great to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, bring, just somehow bringing Pee-wee into the place. He'll feel right at home. <laughs> <laughs> we could really because he was in the enchanted christmas paul rubens oh my god that is true mm-hmm. i just realized that all right so somebody get on this somebody somebody bring this to life <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. make this crossover happen yeah <laughs> exactly so bell sings a song at the end mm-hmm. don't really need to talk about it i mean it's bad it sounds it, like it was made up on the spot it so does <laughs> It just, it goes in circles. It's just, it was the weirdest thing. I, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but. No, it's it just like, it, it just sounds like, okay. Like, like they asked Paige O'Hara, okay, we need a song about forgiveness. We didn't write it yet. Can you just like think of something up? Uh, and like, she feels like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> and that's and what we got. You just have a little time. <laughs> Can I do this again? No, 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 that's great. We'll use it. Ah, crap. Exactly. She's like, well, don't give me writer's credit, okay? Just yeah. say it anonymously. <laughs> Please. Yeah, pretty much. So, now we move on to our next short, which was Fifi's Folly. So, this one is basically about Fifi the Duster, uh, Lumiere's actual girlfriend, who they're about to celebrate their five-year anniversary since their first date. And so Belle is helping Lumiere, and since she's spending so much time with Lumiere, Afifi thinks that they are a couple now, or she's trying to steal Lumiere well, like, away. Yeah, like, yeah, about, about to steal your man, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was a very Mean Girls type of uh, short film. In a way. Yeah. Except, uh very very bad yeah and like (laughs) this is where this is where the playa aspect of lumiere comes in because like there was one thing that really like kind of kind of like kind of pinched my brain a bit realizing something's not right and i just realized like who's fifi i don't remember her in the original movie like i remember there was a time (laughs) when 
um lumiere flirted with a feather duster like her and i thought like oh okay maybe that's her but that's actually not the case in the original oh. movie lumiere was flirting with a girl named babette oh my gosh you're right yeah and oh I, I, it wow. wasn't until like i saw on twitter or something like that like some people did fan art of of babette it was like oh wait that's her name wait a minute that's not fifi wait you, I, I think that you talked about this in your video, didn't you? Probably. I think you did, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, I, I totally forgot about that. Oh, I don't even know what to say now. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Lumiere has been around. So, <laughs> I, so in that case, I wouldn't blame Fifi thinking that he would go with Belle, consider, but even though it's kind of weird that like Belle is literally ten times... Uh, bigger than Lumiere, yeah. so... Yeah. That might be a bit of an issue. Yeah. They're, like, going on dates and stuff. You know. So... I, I could think of... I could think of ways <laughs> how it can work, but uh, I'm not gonna well, go into them here. No. No. Well, it's kind of like, uh... Have you read the Harry Potter books? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, so there's this whole thing that Hagrid, his parents... His mother was a giant, and his father was a very little person. Like, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, don't ask, because, really. Yeah, really. Where's this conversation going to go? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, there's this one part where Mrs. Potts is so sassy in this one. She, basically, at one point, um, she hears Fifi crying, and... She goes up to her to, s to see what's wrong, and Fifi's, I guess, going on about how Lumiere isn't faithful to her, blah, blah, or she doesn't say that Lumiere isn't, but she just says, you know, oh, I'm having trouble. I, I forget what she says. I didn't write it down. <laughs> but then Mrs. Potts says, well, if I were you, I would have no trouble with men. It's like, hmm, all right, that's, all I right. I completely <laughs> forgot about that scene. Yeah. And she says, I'm trying to find it in my notes, she says something else, like, when when they're actually on their date, um, Fifi and Lumiere, and Belle hears Lumiere screaming. So she's like, oh, what is that? Like, I think I hear Lumiere calling for help. And then Mrs. Potts, she's like, she's smiling the entire time, and she says, well, I believe that is him. Hmm. Fancy that. I shouldn't think he'd need help. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> what <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> like, i just i was so surprised i was like okay moving on oh yeah but yeah so uh anyway fifi talks to this the quill character again and he tells her basically to make lumiere jealous so she starts flirting with cogsworth which is oh yeah <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Just a little. But I have to say, even though this sequel sucks, I loved Cogsworth for the most part throughout this entire thing. Just like, I don't know why, like, just the jokes he was telling, I the was fact that he was a clock, I don't know. I was give, I would give credit to David Ogden Stiers. Like, okay. He, I mean, he was, so, like, like, at least he, he still gave the effort to be like Cogsworth in this like in fact I would give major credit to Jerry Orbach and David Ogden Styers for their performance like 
even though it's not so great, like at least they they put in the spirit of Lumiere and Cogsworth into it. So like at least there is that feeling. The only thing that really let them down is just the writers. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And I know, um, at least like in the first film or in the original film, they did ad lib some of their scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's it? Um, with Cogsworth, uh, with flowers, chocolates, promises you don't mm, intend you to keep. keep. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, great line. Indeed, it is. Oh, I love that. So, we see Fifi getting very jealous. It's just building up. She ends up, or I guess Lumiere and Belle try to build a sled for the their date. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Fifi finds out, and she sort of cuts the string on the sled that they'll get uh, Sultan, or, or Sultan, sorry, uh, to pull the sled for them. So she's gonna she cut the string a little bit or the rope. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, that that turns out well. Although you know. I don't get it, like what her mindset. Like if she saw the sled, then she must have known something like was up. Like yeah. I don't think Belle would fit in that thing. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but that's very true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fifi, not not the brightest duster of the Well, bunch. <laughs> when did you ever look at and think, like, the dusters were that bright anyways? <laughs> Never. So, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, it ends up that Lumiere finally is able to take Fifi on a date. And... They're having a ball. Fifi realizes, oh, shoot, man, I made a terrible mistake. Yeah, pretty much. But it's too late because the rope severs and they fall off a cliff. Well, they're hanging from a cliff, I should say. They fall off and they're hanging from a limb that's protruding from the cliff. Uh, And Belle manages to save them by... Uh, linking all kinds of household ornament or like yeah, everybody working together exactly ah oh, what a nice moral yeah yes that was fifi's folly yeah and i will say that my fa- there is one thing that i that, well, well for me that i love in this is actually the design of the tub that they use for the sled because it's the it's pretty much this uh this talking punch bowl I believe. I don't believe it's like an actual bathtub right. because like it's way too small. Mm-hmm. Um and like it's pretty much it's exactly what it is. It's Jim Cummings' voice. It has the giant face of an old man and he has these little puppy dog legs. Somehow yeah. I find that like really cute and really hilarious at the same time. Yeah, and it it did work well and I will say I did think it was a tub at first as well and then I was like wait that is way too small, but it was a really cool design. Mm-hmm. One of the very another good thing about this movie. Yeah, so, like I will admit that some of them are really pushing it, but uh, I will say I think it's it's ju- it's yeah it's just the tub that the design. Well, maybe not the tub. I, I would say like the gloves as as well. That that's yeah. kind of clever, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I would say those are the only ones that does make sense. There there and then there are a few like. The freaking tuba is like they didn't even try. Uh, no, that that I just didn't even. I looked at that character and I was like, okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, anything with Jim Cummings in it, it, just he makes it so much better, so much oh, more yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, at least. 
Like they did get some prominent voice actors here, like uh, April Winchell, Rob Paulson, Jim mm. Cummings, and I believe I believe another one. I forget who. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, a quality voice cast. I mean, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh that brings us to the third short, which is called Mrs. Potts Party. And again, this is the one that was added to the DVD to make it 22 minutes longer. Oh, guys. <laughs> because that bonus <laughs> material is, like, so worth it. Oh, yeah. You know, speaking of that real quick, on Amazon, this DVD is really expensive. It's, like, $45. For real? Uh, yeah, and then, well, there's two different pricing. One is 45 I think one is $34.99, which neither, I mean, $34.99... Why would you pay that much money for this? Well, to be fair, when the DVD was released, who yeah. bought it? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was it did get a special edition, so I guess maybe it does have some fans out there. I don't know. Well, it's a special edition because, like, it, it's more special than the VHS. That's true. That's true. Very true. And I will say, once we... Um, I didn't put this review in our Amazon review section, but somebody gave it four stars saying that it's not as bad as people say it is. So That's it? Uh, there was a lot more to it than that. Uh, they, uh, they went into every single short uh, as to why boy. they you know, didn't think it was that bad. But, you know, mm. it's, it's not funny to read those reviews. Nah. <laughs> you want the actual ones like they put up on, t on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Maybe we need to change our, our Amazon review section to Twitter review section. Oh, God. Well, hmm. that'll be hard to find, but... That's true. Yeah. But it'll be funnier, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But So, Mrs. Potts' party. This is when we, prominent, we have Mrs. Potts as a prominent character. At this point, this is when I was really taking notice that Angela Lansbury wasn't here. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, not again, not, we're not going to harp on it, but again, this is when I first noticed it, like really noticed it. And I was like, Oh, sad face. Um, so the weather is poor and Mrs. Potts is brooding. Uh, cause she's, she's singing the carpenter song, like rainy days and Mondays. Yeah. Always get her down, you know? Yeah, pretty much. And basically she ends up <laughs> pouring tea for Belle and it's not tea, it's just water. And she's just, like, all uppity about it. She's like, oh, no, what have I done? It's like, like, what? <laughs> do, do, does she have, like, special powers to yeah. brew whatever she wants in her stomach? That's what I was wondering. Like, how does that work? Where's the tea to... I don't know. Whatever. Disney, come on. Yeah, really. Like, like if it would have stuck in the theme, like... Like, at least Mr. Poss would just look at Belle and go, Get it yourself! Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> dear. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Hmm. Now I'm... Oh, man, this, we have so many great ideas. Like, I hope Disney's listening to this. Probably not. But if they are... I'm hoping not, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're just... Okay, sorry, it's Disney. It's like, don't, don't take them seriously. My God. They might turn <laughs> it into a big-budget live-action feature. Oh, gosh. You never know. They're Ooh. still making that Beauty and the Beast remake, so they That's might true. actually take these ideas. <laughs> Dan Stevens and Emma Watson mm. getting ready to 
put up a Christmas tree for Enchanted Christmas. <laughs> as long as there's Christmas. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. All right. I never even thought about, like, live-action sequels in that way. Hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll just pretend we didn't, like, mention that. So, you know. Pretty pretend much. just it never happened. <laughs> there's always editing. Yes. Okay. That's true. But, you know, we'll leave it in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, Mrs. Potts, uh, is sent to bed by Belle. Belle says, you know, just rest, you know, you'll feel better after you rest. So, then the Beast is also resting, because he was up all night fixing the roof. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. I mean, like, while he was spying on Belle and, like, the, <laughs> the, the book and the papers and the yeah. quill, like, he must have done some damage. That's true, that's true. Yeah, because he's climbing on the roof all the time. No wonder he has to fix it. Yeah, pretty much. Beast. Hey, I'll tell you. It's cheaper than uh, getting a getting a roofer. <laughs> That's so true. Plus, probably a lot easier, as I imagine the roofer would come and... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, What happened to the roof? I did that myself. <laughs> Do you, are you sure you want me to fix it? It's not a request. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's perfect, actually. I mean, just, oh, perfect. I love it. So, we see that Belle decides that, oh, you know, we need to cheer Mrs. Potts up. Let's throw her a party. And so, they decide to bake her a cake, you know, do the things you usually do at a party. And uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth are put in charge of doing a lot of things together, as are the, the oven mitts that we meet, which I do they get names, the oven mitts? I think one of them is like Marsha or something. No, no, wait. I have no... Uh, they, no, I I think they do, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure what they are. Well, maybe we can just call them red and blue. Yeah, pretty much. All right. That works. So red and blue. They're, they're married also, which like when they mentioned they were married, I was like, oh, that does not seem like it would work. But because they're always arguing yeah pretty much and and like the the weird thing is is that like everybody has an accent but then you got you you got the oven mitts which i feel like it was kind of weird that they have such like they sound like your typical american couple yeah well you know i think that she needs to make <laughs> angel food no i believe he she needs devil's food <laughs> it's like uh wrong setting yeah. It's bad enough that everybody is speaking English in France. Uh, you don't have to go a full-on America. <laughs> well, you know. That's what we do here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I love how it's like, angel's food or devil's food? Like, oh, like, those little guys on your shoulder? You know, angel or devil? Ha ha. Yeah. Anyway. Good versus evil, Mrs. Potts edition. So, anyway. Lumiere and Cogsworth. Nothing's getting done with them. Red and blue, nothing's getting done with them because they're just always arguing. It's the best way for me to put it. Mm -hmm. So, eventually, Cogsworth gets flowers from the the greenhouse and runs into Mrs. Potts, and he has to put the flower. He tells her that they're for the master, so they end up putting all these flowers uh, in the master's room. Oh yeah. Which okay. Which is, it's an obvious setup for, like, some kind of gag. Oh, yes. Which, I to be honest, I thought would be funnier, and then it was just like, oh, that's it? Yeah. What the heck? 
Well, I had um, no hopes, so... That That's true, that's true. Fair enough. And so, eventually, with all this bickering between Kongsworth and Lumiere in red and blue, there's just... The cake that they're baking ends up exploding. Because I guess they put two... They're trying to make... Each side's trying to make their cake bigger than the other. So, the cakes explode... It's a mess. Poor Mrs. Potts is like, oh, well, this yeah, doesn't make she, me happy. Yeah, and, like, she finds out it was, that was when she discovers it was for her, and, like, yeah. she feel like she feels even more sad now. Right. Yeah, and she basically, uh, she's more sad, so she goes to sit by the fire, and eventually Cogsworth and Lumiere, they realize that, oh, we were being jerks so maybe we should make this right and they end up making a cake they fix it all up and they surprise mrs potts and it's wonderful it's a whole a whole happy party that yeah. could, because they worked together that's the moral yeah pretty much it's a hooray we work together thing it's like it's just there to enforce a moral there's not even a story attached to it no no but to be fair none of these shorts really have much of a story so that's true yeah but then like like we said the beast he wakes up uh sees the flowers and has a big sneeze yeah and that and that's it because like yeah. they they build it up so much actually it wasn't like it's not once that they brought in the flowers they did it twice with cogsworth right. and lumiere Mm -hmm. So, like, they try to make the, like, they wanted to make this a big thing, especially that we had this big pause of Beast, since he wasn't in the uh, Fifi's Folly story. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, he wasn't there at all. Then we have our final story, The Broken Wing. And this is basically where we have a bird flying very nicely through the wind. Well, actually, not nicely. It's extremely windy. It's having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And... Belle just randomly opens her window. I don't I don't quite know why. I guess she sees the bird coming. Cause the bird ends up hurting itself. Uh, I forget. Oh, it hits a wall, that's why. Yeah. Hits a wall and hurts its wing. So it falls into Belle's room, and she takes it upon herself to take care of it. And meanwhile, the beast is planning to have Belle eat lunch with him, which this whole short, to me, was the worst just because it just rehashes like different bits of the original beauty and the beast movie oh yeah i just thought like literally he's it's like the scene where he's inviting her to dinner that it just seemed exactly like that i was like what's the point of this yeah pretty much so anyway apparently he hates animals the beast and so irony oh yeah you know or a hypocrite uh, Whichever way works. Both, you know. Yeah. Works. And we see the beast come into Belle's room, and he smells something. I guess he smells the bird, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of weird. Um, and I guess Madame Armoire is allergic. Yeah, for some reason. I didn't know you could be allergic to birds, but okay. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd, but you know, you know. There's so many odd things in this that True. it's just, okay, I accept it. So, eventually, this is when the Beast is inviting Belle to lunch, and he asks her very 
rudely where he's like, you are coming to dinner. But then he's like, oh, will you please come to dinner? And she yeah, says, like, or lunch, sorry. Yeah, and it was also because, like, because this is, like, because it has a plot B and it's to show Cogsworth how to have uh, control. Yes. Which wasn't that bad, like, because I, I don't know why, but I never really think of the actual roles the servants play when they're human. Um, like, I forget, I always forget that Cogsworth would be the butler, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that kind of puts, like, a different spin on things, and I think it would have been cool if they had actually, I don't know, approached the storyline of that properly. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it would have been cool to see, but, you know, it wasn't a terrible storyline. Well, it was something. Yeah, exactly. We see Belle, you know, feeding the bird, trying to take care of it. Meanwhile, the beast is at lunch, and Belle is not there. And he's getting pretty mad. And eventually he storms up to her room and she's taking care of this bird. And she says to him that she forgot about him. Which I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is harsh, Belle. You need to tone it down. Tone it down. Not nice. Because you could tell it hurts his feelings. Yeah, pretty much. Like he wants, uh, like somehow he, he got totally offended that she's um like she's just taking care of a bird instead right. of being with him so yeah but i will How admit she? but i will admit that there were there was one line that i did like in there that did make me laugh it was when they were waiting and like Cogs- cogsworth was trying to calm beast down and and i think it was at one point i forgot what the line was it's like oh probably she's just prepping herself for uh uh six o'clock for lunch yeah <laughs> No, you're right. Um, I remember the line. I'm trying to, um, oh, it was um for because it's at noon. So he said maybe she thought it was midnight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. She thought it was midnight for lunch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was great. I forgot about that one. That's great. That's a really good line. Oh yeah. See, little things, guys. There's little things in this. Pretty much. So, yeah, he's really mad that uh, Belle has a bird, and he ends up chasing the bird until eventually he falls down the stairs. And once again, we get a scene where Belle, it, it's almost like the end of the original movie, where she's, like, so concerned about him, and she's like, oh, no, please be okay. Like, yeah. T- and, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then somehow, like, out of nowhere, the bird is okay. yeah. <laughs> Like the bird, like the bird is fine. It's fly, it's flying. <laughs> like right. it got up to one of a pretty high uh, <laughs> statue and started singing. Yeah, and that's when the beast. Uh, he he's like, oh, that's so, so beautiful. I'm gonna capture it and keep him as my prisoner, which like, ah. Uh, parallel because Belle's a prisoner yeah. oh, i see what you're doing there <laughs> i'm gonna take like i'm gonna go give her the i'm gonna give that bird the bell treatment i'll yeah. put him in a cage exactly <laughs> that way it'll point... be free <laughs> yeah. and i think that was another thing that i feel like the lesson that he was supposed to be learning in this is like the lesson he's supposed to be learning in the original um well, because it says like um like the big moral is all about kindness yeah 
So I don't know. Maybe it's going uh, in, a, in a different route where, yeah, like he, he, the beast needs to learn yeah. to be nice. Which I That's can imagine true. if this was a series, that would be several episodes. Oh my gosh, it would. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like every single episode, the beast just needs to learn how to be nice in a different way. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like he 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 already learned how to apologize, so now he just That's has true. to be nice. That's true. And it made him feel so good afterward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he ends up, at one point, Belle's, like, really upset that he has put this bird in a cage. And she ends up sort of saying, like, well, you know, why would anybody want to be in a cage? If I was in a cage, I would want to be set free. And then she sort of, like, trails off, like, into dot, dot, dot. Like, well, actually, I am in a cage. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, once again, she almost seems, like, to hold off from continuing because she doesn't want to make the beast feel bad. And I'm like, like, don't worry about that. He, like, he's in the wrong. You know, you shouldn't be a prisoner. Okay? Like, just remember that. Pretty but, much. I don't know. So, anyway, eventually, they're they're both very sad once again. And, or at least, I'm sorry, Belle's very sad. And the beast is upset because the bird is not singing for him. He just does not get it. So eventually he he broods for a while. And then he brings the bird to the west wing and uh, takes its little bandage off and sets it free. Because he thinks that the bird is well enough now that he is healed, he can fly again. But oh no, the bird cannot fly. He must save him. Is it? Is it? I thought it was like another gust of wind that hit him again. Oh, was it? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, maybe missed that. Okay. Something happened. Yeah, something does happen. I I must have looked down at that part, so yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so the beast and Cogsworth. Cogsworth doesn't choose to jump. I guess he's holding on to the beast's cape. Mm-hmm. And so... They tumble down the roof, and eventually Cogsworth, this is the part where he, he's close to death, and he, he, there's a part in the beginning where the cape, uh, the beast's cape hadn't been sewn properly, and the beast was asking Cogsworth, you know, why haven't you gotten this done, Cogsworth? Don't you have control of your staff? And so now Cogsworth is like, oh, I guess I should have gotten that fixed. Ha ha. Yeah, pretty much karma. Um, so that's when he apologizes. Um, but the bird's okay. Cogsworth is okay. They catch him. And then I think Belle, Belle sings a song. Am I correct? Or no, she sings a song in the Mrs. Potts one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no song in this one. Uh, but yeah, so it basically ends with them eating lunch again. And then they see the bird outside the window with a, a another bird. They're, they're mates now. They're partners. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end. And it ends like <sighs> that. Oh my gosh. And right now, I'm kind of like, praise the Lord. Like, I'm, I'm just so happy it's over. Because, wow, that was, that was something. Now, before we get into Amazon reviews, it, we have to ask the question... Did we need that sequel? I would say... Okay, you might look at me as crazy. Alright. But I would say 
yes, but not as a sequel. Okay. Because keep in mind, this was originally going to be, uh, like, this was supposed to be, like, a, a bunch of episodes for a series. My, what I think is that it's, like, it's, the, the biggest issue with it is the whole presentation. The way that Disney marketed it. Because they okay. used it as an excuse to release a third movie for Beauty and the Beast, which is really not the case. If it were done, if it were presented in a different way, if, ironically, <laughs> they didn't follow one of its morals, if it were more honest with itself, mm. and, like, they present it as, like, uh, maybe, like, put in as uh, a bonus feature in either Beauty and the Beast or uh, Belle's Magical, or uh, not, not Belle's Magical World, I mean, um, in The Enchanted Christmas as, like, never-before-seen... Uh, episodes for a Beauty and the Beast series that never happened, like, then, like, it would have been interesting. Then people would have, like, would have forgave it a bit more as it is because these were supposed to be for a TV show, and it showed through the animation, and plus the fact that none of these stories ever connected with one another. So if it were a bit more honest and it, were pre and it was presented in a more like in a way that like as they were meant to be like if they said that these were episodes then it would have been fine but the fact that they presented this as an entire movie in itself then it becomes very subpar then like people are treating it as a movie and as a movie it's crap the animation is crap the story makes no sense nothing connects with one another and the characters they're pretty much the same as they were in the movie. It's just that they're all reduced to that one, like, character trait that they had. That's right. it. Yeah. And some of them don't, don't even feel like themselves. Like, I feel like Lumiere in Fifi's Folly was not Lumiere at all. No, not at all. He was, yeah, very kind of came off as very nervous and not yeah, really like, the... he's nervous about love. Like, that's right. the expert of love throughout the entire movie. Exactly, yeah. Over yeah. over one of his side girls, I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that still blows my mind. I can't get over that, because I truly forgot about that when I saw this. Wow. Oh yeah. Poor Babette, I'll tell you. Uh, what is he doing? I don't know. <laughs> Unless I mean, he has both. I, I guess so. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know... I won't disagree with you because I think you have a really good point. And, you know, as a, as a film, I would answer like, no, we did not need this. But I do think, I mean, I love Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Same here. I Yeah, so I, I would love to see more into this world. But I think the problem is that, my, like, the way I see it, it would be more interesting after the spell is broken. And just Disney can't market that because they need the beast, I feel like. and It's not just the beast. It's all the other objects as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so it's like they're always going to have to be a mid-quill. And there's always going to be problems with that because, at least the way I see it, there would always be problems because they're always going to be trying to teach a lesson like, I mean, and most cartoons will do that, but I feel like with Aladdin and, like, Hercules and stuff, they it's a little easier because you could see Hercules training 
or Aladdin, you know, having an adventure in the desert because it's still Aladdin and Abu. Yeah, they, so, they can make an actual story with it. Right, exactly. Or Beauty and the Beast, they're they're so limited mm-hmm. on what they can do without sort of uh, dehumanizing like the characters that they made. So it's just I don't I just don't see it happening. Even though I would like to see it happen, I don't. I don't think it could ever work. Yeah, even with the little, like, even with the Little Mermaid, they, like, there are some material to work with. Like, she's pretty much, it's pretty much Ariel's adventures uh, going around, like, in the ocean and stuff like that. And it would, and, and it would be really interesting to see, like, where she went and, st- and stuff. Like, like that, it has potential. So we know the trouble that she caused beforehand. In this, it's like... Do we need to know what happened in the middle? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like even if if we did get more of the middle, like, I, I just, it, it's not going to be very interesting, you know, because I feel like the way, I mean, if you're looking at Beauty and the Beast as, like, an artistic work, I feel like it's never going to, you're never going to get to that core, like, sort of love story, because at the end, at the end of the day, Disney is marketing towards kids mm-hmm. with this type of thing. So I just feel like in that sense, it's going to want to hype things up and make it more interesting to kids. But then it takes away from the actual story. Yeah, pretty much. Because like maybe a few times we see a bit of, of love between Belle and Beast, but that's as far as they can go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting thinking about this stuff, but, you know, it is what it is, and mm-hmm. I don't know, at least at least we're getting the live-action movie. Are, are you excited about that? Nah, or? honestly, not really, because I know for no. a fact that it's not going to top the animated version. Like, oh, never. No. So, no. I don't know, and plus the fact that, like, I wasn't really enthused, uh, like, I wasn't really enthusiastic when I saw Maleficent or when I saw Alice in Wonderland, but... I did like I did think that uh, Cinderella was pretty decent. They did a good job with it, not a great job, but it was, you know, it was good. Like I was satisfied that I saw it. So maybe it might bring out something enjoyable. Like it might bring out something good, but it's never it's never going to uh, overshadow beauty like the original animated film. Like I know, like just in a like probably in a year after that movie will be released in 2018 people are going to forget it and they'll go back to the animated version right that's what everybody's doing with cinderella so far and beauty yeah, and the, so true like and beauty and the beast and alice yeah. in wonderland right you know and speaking of that um i know i agree with you i wasn't impressed with maleficent like in the slightest mm-hmm. so i de- but cinderella you're right it was it was better and i really enjoyed that when i saw it in the theater mm-hmm. so Hopefully that's a sign that things are getting better. Oh, yeah. But but still, yeah, it will never top the animated version. I'm definitely with you there. Yeah. Well, this year will it'll it'll be a real test. We're going to have like since we're recording this in the beginning of 2016, uh we're going to have The Jungle Book, we're going to have Pete's Dragon and we're going to have the sequel of Alice. So, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's very true. We're getting a lot of sequels, so we're getting a lot of material to use on this podcast. So, cool pretty much thanks disney yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it's like is that a good or a bad thing i don't know so but now 
let us get on to the Amazon reviews. So, I gotta be honest, I, I expected the reviews to be a bit funnier, uh, but they weren't as funny as we usually find for the show. But I found, I found a few that made me chuckle. So, one, I just got the title of this one because I loved it. It says, even my two-year-old uh, daughter, a bell fanatic, did not like this movie. <laughs> So I thought that was great. Wow. Did the cross uh, eyes did the cross eyes uh, crush her heart? <laughs> oh, poor thing. She's probably scarred for life. Oh yeah. Thing. <laughs> Another title was What in the World Is This? So I'm with you, user. So with you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, one person this was this just made me laugh because uh, the person I guess just didn't realize what they were purchasing. The title is not the original and not is all in capital letters and it says <laughs> oh dear <laughs> oh man okay it says beware this is not the original movie disney has it in the vault and not available for retail purchase it is a compilation i guess this version is only the three it says it is a compilation of three bell adventures thrown together to grab some bucks from unsuspecting viewers I suppose it is okay if you just want some stuff to keep the kids busy. <laughs> I thought I bought Ratatouille, but I thought <laughs> I thought that extra G at the end was a typo. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I I've never seen the um, that I guess ripoff version. Would you call it? Oh, good God, you shouldn't. No. <laughs> it, well, it's, I still is as legendarily <laughs> horrible as you'd expect. <laughs> then I definitely won't. I. I watch too many bad movies as it is, so you're right. I'm going to stay away. Oh, yeah. Be, no, like, after that, like, you'll be thankful of what you've seen. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Hmm, maybe it will help me appreciate uh, things more. Yeah, hmm. maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But the final review I have is titled, I Won't Even Give This DVD Away. <laughs> and uh, the reviews, I didn't include the whole review, but... Uh, one part of it said, I am throwing it away as in good conscience, I can't donate it to any charity. <laughs> so, overall, I, I'd say uh, uh, a positive. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I she liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, there was one person who, you know, stuck up for this movie. It wasn't a five-star review. I think it was four, I believe. So, it just depends on the person, but... Mm. Okay. But... <laughs> okay, well, they must not have seen the original, so... Right. Yeah, exactly. They don't have that as a point of reference. No. Ugh. Which, my god, person. We need to we need to find a way to get them to watch the original. We need to enlighten them yeah. with Beating the Beast. So, that ends our episode, so... Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Man, my was... my pleasure. I had a blast. Well, I I had a blast with this. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again oh, sometime. Sure, I, I yeah. would be down. Awesome. And can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Okay, well, people, if you want to go find me, uh, I'm pretty much all over the place. My main hub is YouTube. All you have to do is search for Electric Dragon 505. So you can come subscribe to me there and watch uh, many videos that are all about animation, including animation look back and animates reviews and stuff like that. 
I am also on social media, including Facebook. All you have to do is search for Animation Look Back. And on Twitter at Animat505. I also have a, have a Patreon if you guys want to go and support my work, if you like my stuff uh, enough. So all you have to do is just go to patreon.com slash animat. Awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, definitely check out his work because I, I really enjoy it. Seriously. Thank you. <laughs> Love it, you do. And I'm, again, so happy to have you on here. It was a blast. Oh, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And for those of you who are... Oh, so excited for our next episode, the next two weeks. We're going to be talking about Return of Jafar. Oh, so. I think that's going to be coming out on uh, Blu-ray, actually. Yeah, I think you're right, because I think, is King of Thieves coming out as well? Yeah, 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 they're doing the double package like they've done before. Like, they're doing the same thing with what they did with Cinderella, The Little Mermaid. They're pretty much going to be... Uh, putting up return of jafar and king of thieves both together on blu-ray okay hmm well i already have king of thieves on dvd because i actually like king of thieves yeah same here yeah that was surprisingly good good. yeah it's very funny too because you know robin williams oh yeah exactly definitely so get excited for that because that uh return of jafar is uh i haven't seen it in a while but probably as good as this one (laughs) you know (laughs) hey hey you can't go wrong with gilbert gottfried singing (laughs) oh gosh i forgot about that so there will be a lot of things to be reminded (laughs) of oh wonderful thank you thank you for that preview (laughs) you're welcome you'll be hearing a lot of that (laughs) oh joy all right so that ends our episode thanks for listening everybody And I will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. See you later, dudes.